Alright, here we are with After Party 12, I think, already. Yeah. Where we're going to discuss uh, Sessions 36, which is called uh, Join the Club, 37, Old Friends, and 38, New Ally. We're basically middle-aged. Yeah, let's jump into 36, which is when we uh, start in Port Randis, I believe. Uh, just about. You said it correctly. Yeah, I wrote it down this time. <laughs> well, and, and 36, of course, we had our, our special guest, who only one of the which is, uh, was able to join us today for the after party. So JT is here with us. Hello, JT. Thank you for joining. <sighs> the crowd goes wow. Wow. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Will you slowly say your full name for me? Sure. <laughs> he was a Percy, the previous paladin. The per- permeable... I thought there was. I thought there was more than that. Pickled, peanut butter. Yeah, there was. There was quite a few more peas. Pimply, prickly, plump. Yeah. Uh, give me a second here. I'll have to look that up. Because <laughs> I had to write it down. I was too lazy to to click back and listen to it again, so I could try and write it down. Yeah, it's not like it's recorded or anything. <laughs> yep. There's no record. So anyway, let's go ahead and talk about uh, our NPC guest, uh, JT. How did you feel about uh, joining in with the um, at the bar with your character and giving us a little bit of information? Oh, it was fun. Um, I I didn't know what to expect, honestly, uh, kind of coming into it. So um, I mean, I expect some incorrigible, you know, ness that would come, of course, with the party, but. Um, I I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to play this character and how it was going to be received within the dynamics of the group. It's one thing to listen to the podcast, another thing to actually interact with the characters. You survived. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah. You give us a lot of credit that we don't deserve. <laughs> no, it was good. It was I I enjoyed hearing your story and then being able to interact and 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 give you a barrage of questions that I was, uh, I always tend to try to see if I can slip up and see when Leland's going to jump in and, and say, oh, no, 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 that's not what happened. That is the game you play. I thought it went pretty well, actually, especially considering how much we grilled you guys with 20 questions. So I, I thought that was good. Leland must have really prepped you guys, or you just kind of rolled with it and um, answered stuff on the fly well i'll give i'll give christy a lot of the credit i think it's you know her you know her previous experience in doing this that probably carried us a little bit more than me uh but you know leland gave me a whole like rundown like a page and a half of notes uh, (laughs) that i had to kind of work through so i thought i was like studying for a history exam when i was showing up you know so i wasn't really sure i was like okay am i supposed to have this memorized but you know luckily it was an open notes exam so i just kept yeah. <laughs> open yeah. my favorite kind <laughs> so you did give us a lot of good information that uh like you went into the blue light and you survived uh not your entire party apparently you left some yeah. of them to die i mean apparently i was going to kmart so and getting <laughs> kind of special so i wasn't sure what to to do with that yeah and uh i think there was some was it robots is that the way you uh, presented mechanical it metal beings beings yeah. metal or mechanical metal beings snakes. or snakes yeah 
Yeah, Cobra. Whispering Tobias's name. Yeah, I thought yes, that was interesting was. too. Uh huh. Very interesting. <laughs> that were they were they all cobras? Do you remember? Changing the subject. He's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am curious because if they were all cobra, I mean, just are they all snakes or were they different types of robots? Do you do you know or DM? Are you going to elaborate on that or are we going to leave that be? Um, Percy and Agnes, they saw two types. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Big and little. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't say anything, and I'm trying not to. I mean, Leland, you can tell me how much I want, you want me to actually say at this point. Well, I mean, you know, if we didn't do a great job of getting the info out of you, then it's it's probably kind of metagaming to... Even if we found something out, we're not supposed to play as if we knew. No, I, I think true, um, I both JT and Christy did an excellent job of just, you know, threading that little bit of needle uh, for you guys and just dropping just the perfect amount for the party to pick up on and... Should they choose to do something with that information in, in the future, then it may it may benefit them if they can recall it. Were Were any of you were either of you expecting us to invite you along on an adventure? <laughs> <laughs> I, I on a boat ride, a puppy ride, on the on the, on the wooden puppy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, I don't know if I was expecting to go to be to be invited. Uh, I think it was just one of those things that I was just happy to survive, and so I think that was that was good. It, I, I looked down and I realized I was not wearing a red shirt during the podcast, so I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, there was a point where I was like, "John, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I was crapping my pants during that. I was like, um, "I'm pretty sure they can't commit necessarily to." coming on to our next play session so how's this gonna work yeah, that's, yeah i just i wanted to see how it played out that's half the fun of role-playing right after patrick like he wasn't there but we left the cave and both just like we had to walk the same way right yeah. like there's only one way out yeah well ultimately you the party basically just stood up agnes and percy <laughs> yeah never made another mention of them i that's i don't true. know if it was that we all forgot or I don't know. I just don't think we cared. <laughs> like in real life, did we forget, or did we just role play it so well? So that actually does kind of bring us to our uh, first listener question we have from from Jess. She just kind of was wondering what what's going on with Percy and Agnes, and <laughs> she says, "I just imagine them going to show up for that boat, and the party will have just bailed." And Agnes is like, "Called it," and she just <laughs> she wonders what what were their first impressions of of the party. Oh, I, my my thought is, at least from Percy's standpoint, is that it would have been, you know, another, just another day in the park and that he lived. Uh, but, you know, they were kind of suspicious in the first place, I think, of the group and, you know, how much they were really going to do anything. Um, you know, Percy leaned over Agnes one time and said two words, meat shield. So I think there was a little bit of, you know, gamesmanship on both sides from Agnes and Percy and the rest of the party. At least that's my my take on that. Yeah, I think Shaft wanted to use you guys as a meat shield too. So I think <laughs> we all had mutual meat shield and you know uh, expectations, intentions. Yeah, some consensual <laughs> meat shielding going around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> well, I figured you guys will just get on the boat and do the whole tour like you were planning on doing to make some money. And uh, we had no intention of doing the entire tour anyway. 
Right, we were going to pop off. I was kind of hoping you guys were maybe get on that boat because <laughs> I was too, to be honest. I was hoping for like a Gilligan's Island kind of side quest <laughs> thing going on, you know, and it's turned into a three-hour tour or something. But <laughs> I wouldn't have cared. I'm guessing like me finding Brendel changed that a little bit. I think Captain Chum would have been. I do hope Captain Chum fun makes an appearance again. Which I yeah. which I have to say, Captain Chum is an amazing name. I that was one of my favorites <laughs> out of the entire episode, Captain Chum. So I I chalked that one up to Leland. So that was fantastic. What was the name of the boat? I don't remember. The Rising Starfish. Oh, the Rising Starfish. There you go. Maybe I did write that down. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. So we ran we ran into Brendel, which I was I did not see coming. That was quite a twist. That was fun. I did not see it coming either. Okay, what? like what? When when Bryn looks around, like, do I see anyone looking like Falzerin? I literally was only hoping that maybe someone looked like a magic user or a wizard, a random person, and they could like give me more information on like the new magic that he's claiming to have and stuff like yeah. that. Well I run into Brendel and then I don't First of all, I'm not really sure that I played Bryn right. I started just like spilling my guts to Brendel. Well, you were drunk. <laughs> you were inebriated, yeah. I was a little drunk. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I think that can kind of account for it. But but I seemed to trust him because he was telling me all about Falzern, and I was getting very curious because all of a sudden I'm like, I haven't really cared, but he hasn't really told us much. Yeah, so. he was rather uh, quick to button up once you were kind of defaming Falzerin <laughs> by the end of that conversation. Well, and yeah, I didn't know like where the two of them stand and stood, whatever. But that's why I wanted to check out what was in his bag. Like, what were his intentions, sort of? Uh, Leland, you're, are you implying that you didn't have any idea that that was going to happen? That Brendel was made up on the spot and just injected into this moment? Basically, when she was, when she, when Brit, when Elena was like, do I see any Roby types? I'm like, oh, okay, this is perfect. Yeah, you see Brendel. <laughs> did you make up the whole friend's death at that oh. time too? Or did, was that already part of the story? Um, That was kind of fabricated along with Brent, or well, Brendel's circumstances. Kind of. Because you were like, that's why he would be well, here. Well, because I, I knew I, I, I knew I wanted to bring Brendel in somehow, because I had, you know, previously dropped his name, right? Um, Izzy had mentioned to him yeah. a few episodes ago, uh, to, to Falzer in a few episodes, uh, episodes ago that she had seen him. So I know he, he was kicking about, right? So I was, it was just kind of... I well, we wouldn't have heard that, stumbled into the, um Stumbled into the, an opportune moment to, to inject him in. So did Memnar hmm. exist previous to that? Um, I, to- I totally knew about him. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait, I, I think I'm seeing behind the curtain too much. I don't want to yeah, know Yeah, no. I, I was like, when you said Memnar, I was like, oh, okay. You're I like, guess okay, yeah. Hey. Gonna have to just roll with this. <laughs> Memnar, I'm like, I guess he was young. Oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. Memnar, he, he was in the prime of his life. <laughs> <laughs> And you did do a great job, Bill, just kind of rolling with the punches, yeah. I'm excited to have another NPC, I think. Yeah, I quite like fun. Brendel. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, I mean, he's not really a healer per se, but I think, you know, he can sort of function like one a little bit if he can make us some potions that might 
help us out when we're wounded or cursed or poisoned or whatever. Yeah, I think so I think you can certainly offer a bit of versatility to the group, possibly. Yeah. He sounds like Leland, though, so it's hard to tell when he's <laughs> yeah, talking. Yeah, I know. I try to make him sound um, a little cultured and um, kind of... He uses big words to an extent. Percy sounded cultured. Come That's on. true, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to compete yeah. with Percy, the previous Percy palette. sounds rich. <laughs> now, now, can we have some backstory on Percy? Since he was previously a paladin, what is he now? Uh, he's just a merc at this point. So. Oh, so he fell fell from grace in some way? Yeah. Uh, he, he tried to be a little bit too perfect. And uh, his perfection led to his downfall. Ah, the old story. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a sword for hire. Now he's just a sword for hire. So, and Emily, I did find that that full name for you, but it might take me take you a while to write it down. I copy pasted. Okay, good. Got it. <laughs> Was not writing that. <laughs> it was like twenty words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. R- remind us here, JT. It's uh, Percy, the previous paladin who protects against the pestilence of pride without prejudice. <laughs> That's impressive. Good job. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, how many of you you've played RPGs in the past? I assume. Yes. Yes. Uh, what different RPGs have you played, or has it primarily been Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I have played uh, D&D. I have played uh, Rifts, if you're familiar with that one. Hmm. Uh, more of a sci-fi uh, thing going on where there are dimensional rifts in between worlds uh, and dimensions. Oh, cool. Is that one kind of uh, mashup-y as well? Yes, you can actually mash up everything. It's, um, I think it's made by, is it Paladins, um, the name of the company? And they basically made it to where, because it was dimensions... You could like throw in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in with people that were in mechs and all kinds of stuff. So they, oh wow, they made it kind of fun where you could really throw whatever you want to at it. Uh, played um, Call of Cthulhu, uh, which was actually really fun, and I also played Werewolf back in the day uh, when that got started. When they had like Werewolf and Vampire the Masquerade and that kind of stuff. Those are the major ones that come to mind. Yeah, I haven't played any of those. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't barely even heard of any of those. I was going to say yeah. my silence is because I don't know. I've what heard of Call of Cthulhu, but that's it. Yeah, I've heard of Call of Cthulhu and Vampire the Masquerade. That was like a 90s, right? Recently re-released, wasn't it? I think so. Hmm. I think I played some riffs before, but that was on uh, Guitar Hero. Okay. Nice. Uh, nice. I like it. I like it. So that was, definitely a, that was definitely a mom or dad joke, depending on where you live. Yeah. You did call me mom earlier. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was another one um, off the top of my head now that you guys said something, but it's escaped me now. It must be my old age. Uh, but yeah, those were those were mainly 90s uh, style RPGs that had come out uh, that I played. And have you played any recently other than just doing this? I played D and D a couple of years ago uh, with some friends, trying to kind of okay. kick back something uh, and relive our past. And then, of course, we didn't have time to finish it. So you know, so it goes. Uh, but we actually talked about doing something online similar to what what uh, this group is doing here. Uh, to oh, great! We could try to do something like that because that's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. So it had been a while. So I'd love getting back in playing some RPG again. I actually asked Leland beforehand, I was like, am I supposed to roll a character? I haven't rolled a character in years, you know, and he's like, no, 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 you don't have to worry about all that. 
Well, we sort of jumped through. We jumped through all three of them because they all sort of meshed together. This, these three episodes were all role play. Yeah. I don't think there was any fighting or anything in there, so there's no real rule corrections because we didn't really do anything. We didn't break uh, any rules because we're the best. And there was quite a bit that was off mic too, right? I mean, there was a big set part of the episode 38 that was all Falzerin. I think there was a little bit in 37, which was just Shaft. Yeah. And I don't know if we did anything in 36 that was no. necessarily No, there's also... I got you guys did a bit without me as well. Like when I was up chatting with Brendel, and, um, right? You guys were we talked bad about a conversation. you. Conversation. I can only assume when uh, when when I was with Brendel, everyone was listening. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know that's, that's true. Good, like, that's true. I apparently am not cool enough to get solo. Well, done. that's also part of uh, the the more spur of the moment. I was going to share anything the, the anyway. The cute, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, you look around, and you see Brendel, you're like. What? <laughs> I think you had a you wanted to have a thing for Brendel. I kind of like wanted to to mess with Falzerin. It's kind of like the whole thing where Falzerin has messed with me just because Bill wants to make Elena mad. I just wanted to make Bill mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never do I just, anything like that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I just thought it would be fun. You've admitted to it. Like, giving Shaft the credit. That was the whole thing. You're like, yeah, I knew yeah. it. I said it to make it I think my favorite part was when Bren walked up to me when I was hitting on the waitress. <laughs> that was funny. Because <laughs> I was at another I table. I think I heard that. And she just started talking to me. And that's when I went, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's what you meant? Yeah. I am so slow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was at another table talking to the waitress, and you walked up and started talking to me. So I role-played that you just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, I thought that I walked up to you, and that's why I was like so confused by your reaction. <laughs> no, I, I, I get in the mind and, and picture myself and what I'm doing sitting there, and then all of a sudden, you know, where am I at relative to everybody else? So when other people are talking, I try not to interject if I'm not, if I'm not where that is. I know, you know, but in my mind, I was walking to where you were. Right. I didn't. I didn't. You pick just up didn't on know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what happens when it's just like in our head. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I wanted Leland <laughs> to do the uh, waitress's voice too, and we only got a small snippet of that. And you know, it was a little breathy, um, and I, you know, it was it was nice. But well, you you left her a little flustered. I mean, it's. I, I, I'm waiting for the high-pitched voice. I think I want early Isabella good voice. Uh, yeah, you know? early Isabella. Well, early yeah. Isabella had her pitch changed during post. In post, in post yeah. yeah. I, uh, I forget why, but I remember when I was playing Bryn in that bar, I had a good reason to get drunk. And now I don't remember why I was getting so drunk. I think you were just off. You were mad that... Um, I'm trying to remember... Falzerin had made it sound like there was going to be lots of rewards or yeah. benefits to us for going up to uh, Pisces. And then, and then I kind of, kind of I backpedaled yeah. as soon as um, JT and Christy were here. Um, so I was just still mad about the whole saving Falzerin thing. And then, yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I was, I thought that the party would catch on to the fact that doesn't mean that there's not anything to be gained from this, but I'm not necessarily wanting to cut in to random strangers to, you know. Hey, Brendel's a random stranger as far as we're concerned. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he wasn't there at the time, was he? I guess, like, no. the rest of well. us don't feel threatened by strangers. We can take him. We can make the problem disappear. <laughs> Just like I can make Erica disappear. It certainly felt like that as a stranger. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brent, who want to see my blade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of awkward when, uh, when there was a flirting moment with a rapier. That was kind of... <laughs> yeah. Trying to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. No kink show. No, that was that was. Fun. I liked being I liked being goofy. It was fun to be a little tipsy, a little loopy. <laughs> yeah. I figured like I got to start playing up the chaoticness of Bryn. Like if you're truly chaotic, chaotic could be fun. Yeah. She's been hanging around Gozer too long. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it can also be annoying. <laughs> no, I'd never annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> That was the laugh. <laughs> All right. Are we, are so we, that's uh, the laugh you listen for when you know of Leland's lungs. That's <laughs> 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 my really big wow. tell, yeah. <laughs> Leland, you got a good hand this game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, now I know you know, and but you, I know you know I know you know. Uh-huh. Well, I can know uh, that you know that I know, but, you know. <laughs> well, these three episodes, I mean, like John said, like, it was mostly, like, a lot of talk, a lot of big talk going on around here. And uh, not too many answers to, I think, maybe a few more questions that are, have been formed now. I, I think the party has all learned how to be uh, vague. Yeah. <laughs> With, I mean, everybody's being extremely vague with everything that they say. Any direct question is is always sort of sidestepped. Yes. For every one of our characters. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're Bryn and drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes I th- say things and I go, oh, crap. I hope there's not a follow-up question here. And everybody just doesn't say anything. But I think it's to the point where... There's no use saying anything because you know it's going to be sidestepped. So they may as well just push things forward and get to the conclusion like themselves. Is that what is that what we've become? I think that's what's happening right now. The situation that that reminds me of is when I'm like, oh, Shaft, I see you doing a ritual. Uh, remember you were doing your ritual? Tell me about it. You're like, not going to tell me anything I don't already know. Yeah, so absolutely. So like... Yeah, it's worth a try, but like. Yeah, I kind of wonder what our what our characters will do if one of them starts to decide to open up. Is that going to be the the thing that we need to? Well, it'll be you. Cause some of the others. <laughs> it'll be you I mean, because <laughs> you you've set that precedence. Of, you know, thirty episodes ago. <laughs> you tend to yeah, you so. tend to spill the you're beans. You're the good guy. <laughs> yes, that's true. But I think Falzern's evolved a little bit to be to hold his cards a little bit. He definitely, he, yeah, absolutely. Falzern has certainly grown uh, in that regard. We've given you some life experience. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, but I think it literally is is to the point where each of your characters kind of under they like you know that should should they open up a little more and divulge a little more of this information, they're trying to keep. Not necessarily hush hush, but you know, knowledge, uh, information of om- like omission that it's just going to be giving the rest of the party leverage over them, yeah. and it will most assuredly be used as such. 
uh, which is really terrible for party cohesion, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. But uh, it's it's I think it's true. Very we interesting. all agreed to leave Falzerin if he didn't see things our way. Well, I yeah. mean, let's talk about that. That this this guy shows up on the dock. Somebody died, and he wants to take him back for a funeral, right? And he's actually considering it for a moment after what we just went through, right? I mean, we yeah. just saved him. He has this mission for uh, for Izzy. It's the most important thing in his life right now. Until for it's all, not. For all kinds of reasons. So, I mean, he's trying to sell us on it. And then he's actually considering it, and Shaft has to sort of say, oh, you got stuff to do, right? You're not going back to this funeral. And then they go to the bedroom, and then they reemerge, and they're on the same page and ready to go adventuring. So, from Shaft's perspective, yeah. what, you know, obviously this dude really didn't mean anything to either one of them. <laughs> yeah. So. We didn't hear that conversation with you and Leland, so. No. Right. But, I mean, from I our perspective, there. from. Brendel. Brendel. <laughs> oh, I mean, well. <laughs> gosh. Right? So. Yeah, splitting I, hairs. I thought that was a little a little odd. Uh, I thought it was weird that they agreed so quickly because we were all like, "Yeah, we'll leave him. It's fine. Like he's not going to want to go." Yeah, I think I don't think Falzern was necessarily so keen on dropping the current plans, but more so wanted to um, pay his respects to this made-up guy he just learned about. Well, <laughs> spend some time chatting with Brendel most importantly, and and getting on the same page in private was what Falzern was wanting to do. Okay, so once you came out of that room with Brendel, did you think we were all still going to get Erica? And then yeah. what was going through your head when we were all trying to convince you to go fix the river? From Falzern's perspective, as long as that still allowed us to go up to Pisces, um... But doesn't necessarily, and though. And didn't cause a huge, huge delay. That's fine. No, we actually, we Did jointly. Did we promise that to him? We I don't jointly, think we did. all three of us, Gozer maybe just because of the money, but you and I, even you more than I, I think, really convinced him that we needed to do this. Well, we promised him magical items. <laughs> yeah, and I think you, I think you guys thought that that was like a huge selling point for Faldron, but it wasn't. It um, always it has been. So. It well, was more yeah. so the fact it's that, in the past. like, Falzern really wants to continue in the direction that we're planning on going, and this allowed this is isn't a big deviation for that, so that's fine if if that's what you guys want to do. And it... Falzern was compromising. Yeah, and I think Falzern wants the extra help um, on this next journey, so he's like thinking to himself, "Well, if if." They're still willing to come along, but it just means that maybe it takes a, a bit longer to get where we're going, and it's not as direct of a path. That's fine. Do but you think we'll all survive the trip? That's the question. <laughs> I don't know. We've barely made it here. I think the other interesting thing is how much Brendel spilled his guts to somebody he met on a dock. Oh, yeah. He loves me. <laughs> oh, he did until you started bashing on Falzerin, but I think he gave well, you yeah. some information about his history. Oh, for sure. The first thing he said was he we got into the bar where all the rest of us were 
and he said, oh, I want to apologize for letting everybody know this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, like, like, he was repeated just it. everybody else in, too. <laughs> he was apologetic for, for overstepping, for sure, yeah. And then continue to overstep. (laughs) I'm sorry I told him about that guy you murdered. Oh, yeah, here's (laughs) some more people that know about it now. (laughs) No, I think Brindle's going to be... Well, honestly, I think Brindle is Leland's way of poking the party. (laughs) Well, yes, very very much like uh, Thuft is uh, in, in in some aspects. Th- though uh, Thuft is more of a, a, an unwieldy uh, rapier for the pokey poke, if uh, as Shaf would say, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Brendel is is a much more refined type of 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 tool for sure. <laughs> He's a tool, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I like that that you've thrown in another NPC that you can use to go to us. Add some, well, that, yeah, that's not how I was going to say it. <laughs> but basically, you know, add some plot flavor and maybe drop some drop some suggestions to do this or that or the other, which are more in line with with maybe where we should be going instead of where Thuft we're can't suggest deciding things? that we're going to go instead. I don't think you guys would listen to Thoft if he did suggest Oh, uh, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. But we might listen to a potion wielding. I think the best thing would be uh, Brindle Thuft conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah Brendel was Brendel was very intrigued with the goblin that we. I will, I will say, listener, I'm about halfway through editing our last play session, and they're they're coming, they're coming. It's real weird to listen to, <laughs> <laughs> but they're it coming. It was my goal. It was my goal to have Brendel and Thuff talk to each other. That's right. So. so weird. JT, it didn't you, feel weird when we were playing. Do you ever listen to um, any other live D and D podcast or anything like that? No, my my exclusive listening of any kind of RPG podcast yeah. is the Incorrigible Party. What can I say? <laughs> you, you demand, JT. And, you demand. Yeah, Leland. Uh, let me give you my address. Make sure we. Get I will say this though, in, in listening to that podcast, uh, the one that I was on, uh, the editing was uh, superb. Uh, it actually made um, some of us sound intelligent, so I do appreciate that. Leland. <laughs> so, excellent job. Is it very difficult to make uh, you lot sound good? But I do my damnedest. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! It's turning into a love fest. I'm not going to compliment him this time. He got all his love last uh, last podcast. Last last one. Yeah, we're not last doing that party. again. Well, that is appreciated, JT. Thank you. One little compliment. I really liked the water sound effects down at the dock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the first time we've had those. Literally a a great tabletop audio uh, ambient. I think it was just called the docks. (laughs) It was perfect. (laughs) I really had to go to the bathroom after that part, too. (laughs) I was thinking of that joke, and I didn't tell it because I knew you'd tell me it was a mom joke. (laughs) That was definitely a dad joke, JT. I will take I was it. like biting my tongue. <laughs> yeah, I listen to a few other uh, live D and D podcasts, and a lot of them go pretty long. And I think I don't think it's I think it's entertaining enough for people who listen to do board game stuff that they could listen to an hour long session and and sort of follow the story along without feeling like it's too much. Um, but that is a leap for people who are board gamers to listen to something like this. I think. 
uh, going into uh, and over to the RPG world from board gaming seems to be this big jump. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely did more RPG before I did board gaming. Um, so I think that might be a little bit easier on my end um, with that. But I also think, too, that there's there's an element of in board gaming where people are really there's got to be rules. There has to be some kind of confine of, you know, mechanisms and how do I build an engine and, and those kind of things that are, are different kind of juice, if you will, than what you do in an RPG. I mean, um, I, I played a lot of video games growing up. And one of the things I love about RPG is the open world and the fact that you can do anything. I mean, with the exception of some things within Leland's world. But besides that, um, it's... <laughs> It, it really is something where you have the ability to be as creative as you want to be and attempt to do some things. You know, if you've ever played a video game and you're like, man, if I could just open that door, right? Like, what could I see yeah. behind that door? You don't have those limitations unless you have a real big jerk of a DM, right? And, right. you know, that wants you to be on a rail. And if you got an excellent DM, it's such a story that develops in your mind that you can tell over and over again with your friends and, and other things that come up almost like a movie. And those are some of my favorite moments in a board game, which is something that tells a story and something that happens that you can kind of relate to or, or to talk about with your friends afterwards. You're not talking about, I you know, necessarily I rolled a 20, right? You're talking about, oh, I did this amazing flip and was able to take out and, you know, behead an orc, right? Those kind of things. Those yeah. are the things that you remember. Yeah, I think as a player, that's definitely what RPGs are all about. But as a listener to a podcast, listening to people play, I mean, what's that thing that makes you want to invest that time to listen to that story somebody else is creating? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a true point. That's a true point. It, it is difficult. But I will say, though, if it's done right, which I think, you know, this party actually does it does it well... It's done in short enough chunks. You've got the ambient, you know, flavor to it, as well as this Micro Machine Man thing that about trying to say incorrigible at the beginning of every podcast that I think kind of, you know, brings it all together. Yeah. Yeah, I know I've listened to others, and, you know, some sometimes it takes three or four episodes just to, to you know, get to know the characters. I think that's the investment. It's hard to get people to start listening to something like this is... They have to take the time to be able to listen to quite a few episodes to like the characters. Well, I think some of the other some of the other ones though they don't they don't actually edit the podcast, <laughs> so you have these like lengthy you know segments in between where they're trying to decide what to do or you know hey you know pauses, give me yeah. give me a minute I have to go run downstairs and get my dice right not like that ever happened yeah. in the podcast that I was in but it. Uh, <laughs> not to the listener anyways <laughs> it doesn't look like that right you don't yeah, hear that true. right and i think that's 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 one of those differences right is that we try to stay in the world when we're in the world exactly and that's why we do this after party which is nice yeah i think we've gotten really good at not talking at the same time while we play which i think is awesome because when i've listened to some D podcasts Whenever there's someone constantly chiming in, like they have the energy that day or whatever, or they're really outgoing, it's like, shut up. Let the other people talk. Yeah. But I feel like we do a good job of that. Oh, yeah. Like the longer we've I played together. I believe Gozer has said that to both Bryn and Shaft before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do find uh, the irony just 
delicious that Elena is the one saying that. Okay. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew it was a risk that I was the one saying that. So, you know what? People could be listening thinking, shut up. <laughs> You're 100% right, Elena. Um, we're all getting way better at, at kind of reading each other's uh, verbal cues, um, just the undertones of, of them, right? And knowing when, uh, just jumping into a, a particular player's cadence of speaking and, and when it can be easily interrupted, but not really be interrupting them kind of thing. Yeah, I think when you, when you get on a, a good back and forth or actual role playing between two people and then something in the middle, you know, I know Leland has to do it from time to time and sort of break in and say no or, you know, correct something. It can break that that moment. I know. I know you said a number of times, "Hey, I just didn't want to say anything because you guys were on a roll." So yeah, you wait yeah, until yeah. the well, end. And I, you... I know. I've mentioned before that like my favorite parts are when just the interparty role play and stuff. Where I literally, I'm sitting back and I'm watching now. I'm watching the show. I don't have to do anything because you guys are all you know in, in, interacting with each other and. Um, still within in, within the world and, and impacting the world in, in the minute ways that just chatting with each other does, but that's part of some of my favorite parts for sure. And I do hate to, yeah, I hate having to having to interrupt it um, and definitely avoid it as much as possible. Maybe sometimes to the detriment of the situation, and uh, which could possibly leave a player um, not as happy with the outcome of the situation as they uh, would, you know, prefer to be, but that's kind of uh, the trade-off sometimes in, in trying to get the best out of everybody's role-playing. I think that if we knew the answer to your question, John, we would be really famous podcast. All right. So <laughs> I just think, I think as long as we're having fun and actually interested in listening to our own story, which I think we all are, like, I want to listen to our own story back and enjoy listening to it, which we do. Yeah, me too. So I don't, I don't super know what makes it more listenable, palatable, whatever you want to say, but I, think, I still am interested, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I listen to other podcasts, some of them I can listen to two or three episodes, and I just I'm done with it. It I'm not connecting with the characters or enjoying it. And I'm just wondering how much of that is I like what we're doing because it's us, and how much of it is you know really right. entertaining. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I'm having a good time playing the game, right? And Well, we've talked about it before, too. Like, it would be less fun for all of us to be in our heads about it, trying to entertain the whole time. And it's more fun for us just to let it play out. Yeah, I just do whatever. I don't even think about the fact that we're recording, other than I try to keep my cussing to a minimum. <laughs> other <laughs> right, than that. Right. Well, I think the goal, the goal of what you're trying to do here, too, right, is to also help new players, you know, to it. And give them an opportunity to kind of hear how this works, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, doing that and trying to simplify things, I think, also helps. You know, when you're hearing people talk about, you know, um, action tables and things like that showing up, it's like, I don't think anyone really wants to hear that, you know? Right. <laughs> um, oh, hold on. Let me go check my reference book and see if I can find that spell. Give me about 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I... I think at the very beginning, at least the first 10 to 15 episodes, we were a lot more discussing those the rules of things as we went along. But I think that's sort of 
gone for the most part now. I mean, occasionally things pop in. Like I think we just corrected the uh, ritual thing at the end of the last episode, yeah. right? And little things like that pop in. But I don't think we're... I think if you've listened 30-some-odd episodes in, you have a pretty good idea what camping's about... <laughs> <laughs> what a long and short rest is. <laughs> yeah. You can you can roll How for damage and know what your modifier is. <laughs> and I and I think this is this is also new for some of you as well, right? I think for Bill yeah. and Elena, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've um actually, I was I was going to say earlier, I don't know if, and this kind of ties back into board game people breaking into RPGs. I'm not sure I would have ever um, if you guys hadn't have harassed me about it. And I'm super thankful that you did. But I had no real interest in listening to an RPG podcast or even less in playing it, my, playing one myself before you guys kind of peer pressured. Uh, Elena, was a, you've said before that you were a lot less uh, or a lot more interested in it than I was but but I still hadn't really heard of RPGs and I wouldn't have thought like we went to Origins we've talked about I didn't realize how big of a section of that whole con was like RPGs and stuff too so just yeah so think, new to us I think I was very ignorant like I I just knew so little about it and what I thought I knew was not all that accurate um in bad ways so, um, and if you knew the rules pretty well, like after John, you're saying like 10 to 15 episodes, like, and we stopped kind of covering rules, like that's really only like two or three play sessions. If you're like with a group of friends for five, six hours. So, I mean, we're proving that you can play pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think the advantage you two have is you have Leland who's really up on the fifth edition rules. And, yeah. 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 And, We're done complimenting him. Well, I'm just saying if another I'm group had somebody who had played previously, if you had a whole group of people who've never played yeah, before, it'll be a little more, a little rougher, I guess you could say, but, uh, yeah. still manageable, still doable. Yeah, that's true. Um, we though, we've only played 15 times. So we're, you know, we've gotten together on mic 15 individual times and we're at, you know, pushing episode 40 here, um, obviously because we split them up. But like, you know, we have 15 plays for, for two players. That sounds low. It's, it does sound yeah. quite low, especially for... Is it because we just talk online all day to each other? Yeah. It feels There's like BFFs. we play way more. <laughs> <laughs> Spending time at Leland just feels like it takes longer. Yeah, it's like a new oh, yeah, that too. drags on and on. It's like a vortex. <laughs> well, I was um, t- to your point, John, about um, like the length of episodes themselves too. I was actually having a conversation with um, a Twitter friend of mine, uh, Ben the Manic Merc, and he he was saying like, you know, I really want to start listening to the Incursor Party. Um, but like you know, is there like a you're you're on like episode thirty something? Is there like a, a sooner point, like a, a good point to jump in somewhere like that's not like right at the beginning kind of thing? And um, he had mentioned like you know it's kind of he's in a similar situation with Critical Role. He wants to get into Critical Role, but you know there's so much of it. And I was like, right. well, you know our our episodes are only like an hour long tops. And he's like, oh, that's easy. That's way better than a four hour you know critical role episode or whatever so 
Right. I think cut, chopping them into well, our it's a critical role. I don't know. I was. I was. I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't want to ask him and be embarrassed. <laughs> so I think. I think the des- decision to chop him into you know the hour long episodes was was a good one that we that we made and um, definitely beneficial. I agree a hundred percent. And there, I've been in. I've stumbled across lots of uh, board game folks who do podcasts talking about you know. Or maybe people are thinking about doing podcasts. You know, what's a good length? What do you like for listening to podcasts? And I've always been a fan of, you know, once you start getting to an hour and a half, two hours, um, I will still listen sometimes if I really like the show. But it, it's a big investment to, um, to have an hour and a half or two hours that you got to sit down and listen to something. I think the hour is the sweet spot. I think what other some other podcasts do is they have arcs, right? They do like a mini adventure and they do like five, six, seven episodes, and then they start again, and they do another mini adventure. So they give you these little spots where you can pop in right. to you know the episodes, and and I mean that's that's a good and bad thing, right? I mean you're not follow you don't get to follow that character's arc all the way through. I think is the the downside to that. Now would they even start new new characters in the in the in the next little like Some five might. six episode? Yeah. The ones that I've listened to don't, um, but that doesn't mean... I mean, there's a ton out there, right? But well, Adventure Zone does that kind of thing, but they go for a year before they start the new one, but they've done um, a completely different system is what they're doing now. They're doing oh, that's Monster of the Week neat. system. That's neat. Yeah, I like that. So they did D&D, and now they're, then they did something else, and now they're doing Monster of the Week. And they all they have different characters each time. Right. That's the That's the one that I actually originally listened to when you guys were pestering me about about D&D um, and it's the one that convinced me hey you know this actually sounds interesting so yeah I've I've heard I've listened to some of their different arcs and it's kind of interesting the way they do it yeah I really like Adventure Zone I liked the, the D&D stuff they did the most I think I do too it's it's the personality of the people I think is what right. really yeah, boils right. down to it doesn't matter what you're playing or what you know what role playing game you're playing or what the it's it's just who do you like the players? Do you like the way they interact with each other? I'm really excited to one day somebody dies and gets a new character and to see how that changes the whole dynamic in the group. <laughs> totally, right? yeah. I really thought you were talking about like real life till one of us dies. <laughs> Shaft's gonna kill us all. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And then we can listen to them in memory and <laughs> But could you just imagine a happy go lucky guy rather than Shaft? Hey guys, let's go. Oh let's go. He would be potentially more annoying. Is there even such thing? Hey, Bryn, nice sword. I like it. Come on, let's go over and have a party. Cool voice, John. Shut up. We're so used to our characters. Like it, that's gonna really shake things up if, if and when that happens. Oh man, if I did a new character, I should, I should try a voice. Try it out. It's a, it's a podcast for newbies. Yeah, I think if John did a did a oh. voice like that, uh, he would go to a third character. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, the fastest we'd run into a, to a third character. Ever. <laughs> we'd run into a dragon pretty quickly that that all of the rest of us have uh, resistances against. But John, is, is, we would uh, push him out in front of us. Everyone, pa- everyone passes their self check, but John, I just I just want you to realize that anytime you guys are thinking about killing Shaft, it can get far worse. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I already have ideas for a new character. Kill me. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You sounded like Matthew Jude there. <laughs> Somebody kill me or I'm going to kill myself! <laughs> So, so do you guys, uh, well, Bill and Elena, if you were going to start over again right now, would you play a character like yourself, personality-wise, or would you go completely different? Completely different. I think um, I Falzer, in, in a lot of ways, is pretty similar to me, and I think that was just the easiest uh, thing for me to do jumping into this. I would like to try a voice as well, like Elena is saying. Um, oh and I've kind of hummed and hawed about just th- <laughs> introducing one 30 episodes in. <laughs> Don't do it. But no. Hi, um, I'm Falzerin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard you do I'm a voice in your life. life. Oh, guys. <laughs> I really haven't heard you do voices but before. I'd this like is the, fun. I'd like the challenge of... And, you know, Falzerin has grown farther, uh, I think, away from me. Um, in his character development so i found that fun so i think it'd be cool to to if i were to roll a new character to make one that's very different for myself and and would you keep the same classes uh i do really like the wizard and why'd you say classes both of you (laughs) (laughs) both of you i was talking to bill and elena oh yeah my mistake wait i don't have two classes Um, no, there's a handful of classes I'd like to try. Um, In addition are, to yeah, the two you have. What? Try class. <laughs> try class. Um, so I think that I would make my character something that I'm really not to be really hard for me and more fun maybe too. Because just like you're being kind of evil, Emily, and like causing evil sometimes. What? Never. That seems kind of fun. I think it'd be really fun to be like a pushover and just totally agreeable because that is not me at all. Like, I have an opinion on everything. So like, but it would be hard, but it'd be fun because it'd be out of my hands. I'd just be kind of more like Shaft is where it's like, whatever. <laughs> um, Shaft's idea for his really fun guys made me want to like come up with like an Eeyore-esque character. <laughs> uh, hey guys. Hey guys. I'm just gonna go <laughs> sit over here by the tree. Life sucks. Oh, bother. JT, do you usually play characters that are similar to you, or do you play when, you, when you've when you had characters in the past? Uh, man, um, you know, honestly, in the, in the D&D world, it would, I, I just, I stuck with Paladins. I like the challenge of having to uphold a certain code, no matter what yeah. the DM threw at me, and I thought that was always an interesting dynamic uh other games though i would mix it up uh with different types of characters um i had a guy in riffs that was a what was called a juicer which is basically a guy that's hopped up on adrenaline but only will live to about 35 and uh that guy uh was basically set up after a friend of mine by the name of freddie uh in junior high school who was always hopped up on uh jawbreakers so um (laughs) so i used him for inspiration (laughs) Dude, those things were the worst. <laughs> Leland, what about you? Uh, you played a number of characters. What do you have any in particular that you thought were memorable or are different from? I mean, we've already talked about that different from you, but what's your most memorable character? Um, geez, I have uh, 
I remember. Like, like, I remember like. all my my characters. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just like them all. There's just usually a dragonborn of whatever class. <laughs> I just really <laughs> like dragonborn. The correct answer is Thuft. Thank you. Wow. Well, <laughs> I have lots of memorable NPCs, but yeah, like like characters that I've played. Um, I don't know. I always tend to be like I always tend to towards clerics and. I, I also like using the the religion aspect in the role play. Yeah, much like much like a paladin kind of right. Uh, although I think clerics are a lot more. There's a lot more gray that you could inject into them. Um, though in five e paladins are, I mean, you, literally paladins just need to have some type of oath or or you know code for for literally anything and you could just call yourself a paladin basically it doesn't necessarily have to be some type of, of good deity or whatever 5e's kind of opened up a lot more i think for some of the more um the more uh cl- the, the classes where you you think would be more devout or or more uh, stereotypical stereotypically good kind of thing yeah well maybe i'll ask this a different way what character class do you never want to play wizard sorcerer warlock I would I would probably never play a barbarian. Okay. Just because they don't um particularly interest me. Because well, one because if I were to be a barbarian, I'd probably want to multi-class into something, but it doesn't multi-classing with barbarians is not really great cuz when you're raging, you can't cast spells and I would want to multi-class into a spellcaster. So, <laughs> what's the <laughs> point? <laughs> then right. either I'm I'm literally either doing one thing or the other as and it takes away the versatility that multi-classing can give a character so it kind of seems defeatist almost so yeah i I would never play a barbarian jt what about you never a bard i'm sorry i can't do it (laughs) yeah add bard to my list too yeah i can't do a bard i mean all i can think of is um you know a cross between like kenny g and (laughs) you know (laughs) you you know i i never wanted to play a bard either and then i did create one just because I wanted to try it out to see if how much I was going to like it or hate it. And it, you know, other than vicious mockery seems to be the thing you do <laughs> pretty much all the time. Um, they're good support characters if you have a good, solid group. But, you know, I guess if you were a singer and you wanted to, to be able to add that in, it might make for good role-playing, but they were okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but, but uh, that's probably not the one that I would choose. Well, we've mentioned before that, um, or I've said before on After Party that I think bards are uh, very uh, game-specific, uh, group-specific, I should say, mm-hmm. whereas they excel at in role-playing situations more so than combative situations. So if your group is hev- heavily leans towards one or the other, it can certainly uh, make a bard's play experience more positive or more negative, for sure. You're going to be the guy talking to everybody. Right, exactly. Because you're going to have that massive charisma, right? And you're yeah. going to be trying to convince everybody. Um, which you think I would really enjoy playing that kind of character. But I guess in our other group, we don't role play as much. So it doesn't come into play as, as much as I'd like it to be. The The thing, too, is like you don't have to be a bard to be that type of character. No, exactly. Exactly. I think um, I'd probably feel the same way. The bard is, um, because of what you guys are saying, something that 
I think would be the biggest challenge for me because role playing is what I'm still the least comfortable with. I'm I'm enjoying getting better at it. You don't want to sing on mic? <laughs> yeah, no. That <laughs> listenership would immediately plummet to zero. Yeah, you have a nice singing voice. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I think uh, I'd consider a bard because I think it'd be a good challenge, but I'd be I'd be pretty weary of doing it. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, what what class? <laughs> How much do you hate bards? I think that's, yeah. what yeah, that's, that's what's going to delve into. What class would you not want to play? Oh, bard would be the first thing I want to play. Yeah, I figured that. Uh, Elena's very musical, so I, think I don't that... know much about classes, but isn't fighter like the least? It's like vanilla. No. Well, yes, but no. Okay, so that's a mixed answer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about any of them. Leland, I think you're going to say what well, fighters have a lot of. I mean, they can add, add additional dice to their uh, yeah, you, combat. Yeah, depending right? on the type, you, they they can have like uh, maneuvers and stuff. And and can we have the listeners vote for what Bryn should multi class to? Because that's what everyone else is doing. Surely wants to. Because everyone Gozer's else is doing not multi classing. So. <laughs> no, well, how do I know? Mm. <laughs> What's a good rogue multi class? Everyone's been talking to Izzy. Except Bryn. If you see uh, Gozer cast Eldritch Blast, then you know she's multi class. <laughs> <laughs> you see Gozer cast anything, you better run. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I think it'd be cool to cast spells, but I don't really know if I want to deal with that. It's it's a lot to track. It's definitely more homework, but I find it really interesting. In the, in the game that uh, Elena runs for us, um, launching October 1st, I'll play a bard. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> we we considered having an all bard group. Yeah, you know, just be a band, a troop of bards. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a band. We're r- traveling around and we get into all kinds of high. I would like love to play uh, a game where the party is one single class. Doesn't matter what class it is. I think it would be interesting. Oh, uh, the D and D version of Spinal Tap. I can just see it right now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to get some of these questions? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sure. Well, Bill Ben asked, and this is not for the previous three, but for previous to the previous three. uh, When Shaft was engaged with the frog and failed a strength check and the tongue attacked, should that have given him disadvantage on his next attack, like the tongue was stuck to him? He doesn't really know any rules, but it just seems like a giant tongue stuck to you might make it hard to do things. And also, did any of us think that Shaft was going to die? Yeah, we thought Shaft was going to die. Shaft thought Shaft was going to die. <laughs> I wrote Shaft off already. Shaft was dead. I knew that Shaft had the lucky uh, thing up his sleeve that he could use, so that that gave me a little bit of reassurance, but yeah, I was worried. Wait, Bill, I'd already I'd already missed two. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you grab that bag of holding instead of saving. <laughs> yeah. One will do it. It doesn't matter how lucky you are. One. Bill sealed Shaft's fate. Whether he liked it or not. Yeah, I, I I was starting to think up new names because I thought uh, we were gonna die there. I did when he took the bag rather than uh, <laughs> help me. There. That would have been amazing if that had killed. Gozer was Ugh. the one that saved you. That's true. Yeah. Only RPG player is when he when his life flashes before his eyes. Does he start thinking of new names? Yeah, it's not even it's not even his own life. It's in the next yeah. character's life. <laughs> this is like the third time this has happened in in these thirty some episodes. 
<laughs> um, so to answer the first part, um, I think if I if I stated in in the episode itself that Shaft was grappled, that I that's actually incorrect according to how the Banderhob's tongue works. All it does is pull because it's a re- it can reach out to like 15 feet, right? It flicks out like a like a frog or a toad, and it just pulls um, the target if they fail the strength check against whatever DC it is within five feet of them, so they can bite as a bonus action and swallow the target. So, so the tongue didn't stay stuck. So it yeah it doesn't it does it didn't actually mechanically uh, grapple shaft. So I think I misspoke when I was using that tongue. Um, but even if it did, sorry. Proper use of the tongue is important, Leela. But even if it uh, even if it did grapple shaft, when you're grappled, it doesn't impose any uh, disadvantage on your attacks or anything. It just restricts your movement. Okay, so I think we all understand how the, the tongue works on the shaft. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> on shaft. <laughs> I just want to note want to note that that was Bill that said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to start a little I'm going to start putting little lines. Tally. Yeah, a tally behind. I think Bill and Elena are actually way up there. But I will go back and listen to after parties at this point. That's that's one of those moments where out of context doesn't does not help you. <laughs> And that's why John's next name will be just as creative, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I created Shaft mainly because of a conversation you and I had prior. I know. So, yeah, it was just for fun, just just to I get know. a reaction out of you. And then it sort uh-huh. of worked into the whole backstory, too. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's your fault, really. Does anybody want to read uh, Jessica's other questions? Aren't you take them, Leland? Sure. Oh, I could tell it was her by the way it was typed. That's so funny. She has a few comments. Um, she says, Ugh, I have so many questions for the AP, but all of them are spoilers for other players. Uh, <laughs> suffice to say, what the fuck? To Gozer, Falsey, and Shaft. What? Also to Bryn, uh, saying that Falzer is too trusting and then oversharing, or too trusting and oversharing after the massive overshare that happened on the docks. Maybe stay away from the hard liquor. (laughs) (laughs) I did ask for the hard stuff. Um, But to follow up on the multiclassing discussion last after party, she posits, what is your favorite combo and or what is the weirdest combo you've ever seen? Mm. How about uh, John, Emily, or or JT? Do you guys guys usually multiclass? Do you guys like multiclassing? Never have. I have, but it was a long time. I used to do fighter magic user back in the old day. That seemed to be the. Aren't you multi-classing thing. too, Shaft? Nope. Are we sure about that? Uh, it's <laughs> news to me. I'm not sure about that, but. <laughs> Pat, what do you think he's, cl- he's? What do you think his classes are? If he has multiple. I don't know. I'm just suspicious in general. What, what makes you? What makes you think that he he's picked up another one? Because he's always doing solo sessions with Leland. I don't know. <laughs> so are Is you. That how you get your second class? You gotta go do a solo with Leland. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like a blood pass, a rite of passage. <laughs> I don't really know Rangers and all their spells and all their things. He seems to have a lot of stuff going on, so I don't know. I'd yeah. be completely clueless. If I was going to, it would be with thief, right? Rogue. 
is what I would multi-class with because I think there's advantages to that. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't think of any other, uh, Paladin Warlock might be an odd multi-class. It'd probably be the strangest one. Yeah, and I think we've had a player in our other group that's done that. Um, so that's probably the strangest one. Oh, yeah. It is kind of uh, interesting for backstory purposes. I, um, I mean, I, I have, I had a cleric sorcerer, and uh, he was kind of weird. Uh, I really liked it though because um, mechanically there was a lot of synergy with the the domain, the cleric domain that I took, the tempest domain. You know, you can use an ability to to basically max damage on a lightning based spell, and you know. I then chose all all my sorcerers. He had all lightning spells, <laughs> so you know every once in a while I could put out a real full max like lightning bolt or something, and um, so that was kind of cool. I think if I do if I ever did a wizard again, just straight out wizard, I'd want to do something other than evocation because I think everybody does evocation just because it's the blasting power. I, I think I might do some kind of illusionist type of thing. I think that would be a whole different ball game. So. Maybe if you were going to multi-class, Ooh, have, have maybe a, some kind of a rogue illusionist might be a really cool combination because you can, you know, you know, cast something over to, you know, make somebody look somewhere else while you're stealing stuff. You don't need to rely on anybody else for that. That might be a cool one. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be neat. I haven't done really much of, I haven't picked any spells with Faldron that have, that would have led me down that path, but I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, Warlock's got a lot of cool stuff. What's interesting about 5e is that a lot of the, in, in the in the base handbook anyways, a lot of the classes, they usually have one subclass that basically serves as a multi-class without having mm-hmm. a multi-class. Like, like a magic-using fighter, you can go into the archetype of Eldritch Knight and, as a fighter and get some minimal... Uh, spell casting capabilities same with the rogue you can i mean as a rogue they it's basically you're like an illusionist you're you you get a bunch of free like illusions spells from the wizard list and yeah. all that kind of stuff it's pretty limited though it is very limited yes i have an idea for after party we should have one-on-one or with the groups that can talk about certain things we should have a spoilery after party where like it's only a few of us at a time or one of us at a time. So then we'll have sections of the after party we can't listen to either? Well, yeah, we wouldn't. Just don't listen to it. Because you'd only be able to talk in your part. It's the after after party. <laughs> yeah. We could do after party in character. Kind of. Or like we could just answer questions or Leland or other people could come up with questions where it's like, Falzerin, what were you thinking with this and this and this? And Bill can give his rationale and we don't ever have to hear it. And then... Splice in the next character. The incorrigible party turns into the office. (laughs) 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 Well, you know what? I would strongly uh, urge any listeners out there to just contact the individual players. I mean, just send them a Twitter DM or um, to their personal Twitter or or whatever. To To ask questions? Yeah, ask them some some questions. I mean, I have, Jess and I have plenty of conversations about like DMing stuff. So Leland doesn't want to do more editing is the answer to that question. But I I tried. (laughs) Listen, I have to be there for every single thing. I can't handle it sometimes. You're the common thread. (laughs) I can't quiz Falzerin on why he did what he did. I would know too much. 
Well, maybe eventually we get to some point. Maybe we have uh, a bonus after party focused on some of these. The re- some of the Scary. after after some of these yeah. things have been resolved. Maybe we can and and you know fully known should they ever come about. I don't know. It, it's weird. It's like unwieldy too to, to kind of do. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get on the uh, the game all night show. He'd mentioned he'd like to have us on after all of this is resolved and we can hash out all the spoilers there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we, we never really discussed how long we kind of wanted this particular campaign. I'm to done. Go I'm, for. I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> joking. Emily. I'm joking. Episode 40. You find a bunch of cubes oh, sitting on the table. <laughs> You walk in, everybody gives up. <laughs> I just figured we'd die, and then we keep doing the same mission because it'll never end. We'll no, never I, actually get to those towers. That's one of the funnest things for me is this story that's being spun, and I want to know what's going to happen. You know, like yeah. I want to, I want to. Part of me wants to go back to that cave with all the goblins and find out what we can, you know, do. See what happens if we go back there. Do we end up taking over and? Duff's cave? Yes. Oh, yeah. Part of me wants to go up to Pisces and do this whole side quest with Isabella. I also want to see what, you know, go to the towers. So, like, there's three different things I'd like to do. And the river. Don't forget the river now. All right. Yeah, now the river. (laughs) (laughs) I have faith that our DM is going to intertwine, interweave everything that we do to eventually. Oh, yeah. If he throws Brendel in like that, I mean, we're good. Yeah, he, he just has to have a, a Brindle occasionally. Yeah. If we kill Brindle, there'll be some other dude that pops in. Oh, and yeah, we can kill Brindle. We are Brindle, not killing Brindle. Some other mysterious <laughs> figure from Faldron's past. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Faldron will be It's like pissed. that uh, game show where they have the person behind the curtain. Do you remember this voice from your past? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always what I think. Any about. more questions? Anything nope. else we want to? Plugs. You guys didn't ask me about multi-classing, but that's okay. Oh, that's okay. We'll we'll ask you about it. Your least next favorite multi-class? <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Well, look, the the cat's kind of out of the bag here, Bill. What cat? <laughs> what What are your thoughts on multi-classing? I think I think there's two ways to think about it: mechanically and narratively. I find it really, really interesting narratively, and and I think that. Uh, spoiler for Elena. Um. I already assumed. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Was it your idea or Leland's? Totally Leland's. Because I wouldn't have known what I multi-classing didn't. was. I had, like, very... I don't think I had any warning. Uh, all of a sudden, I was abducted, and Leland's like, oh, guess what's happening? <laughs> this is happening. I was like, okay. It. It's a railroad all the way. <laughs> no, I loved Come it, though. Now. I thought it was really... Come now. Oh, long day. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting, and I think it really worked with what Falzerin is interested in. Benefits um, you. Um, so uh-huh, narratively, uh-huh. I thought it's really cool. And mechanically, it's interesting, too. I mean, I did some Googling after that happened, looking into multiclassing, and specifically the ones that I, the path that I'm going down. And I do know that if you're a min-maxer, it's not the best choice, but that's fine. It's not um, your typical What's a min-maxer? No. If you're... If you're playing D&D mostly for the combat and you want to be the most effective damage dealer and yada, yada, yada. Oh, you're already not that. So. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. So plow ahead. <laughs> so keep digging but that Leland hole But Leland did in. help me out with that a little bit. Um, and I don't think anyone knows about that. But 
Nah, you still can't shoot where the crap. You got a stats buff? <laughs> I want to make sure he doesn't take second level warlock and has to go fifth level wizard so he can get fireball. I'm not going to let that die. <laughs> you know you know what, Emily? That actually, sorry to interrupt you here, Bill. Um, no problem. Uh, before you finish your thought, that brings me to a rules correction, actually. That Eldritch Blast that Falsy hits you with should have had a second beam because Falsy is a combined level five. So he only uh, he only hit you with half the half his power there goes. He should have so. gone full blast. Yeah, look out. You're Ed. a combined level five? We should have gone yet. full blast and really just knocked Gozer on her ass. That's the only way you're gonna get her respect. That's... I want a multi class. Elena, you are me, all level five. Not knowing. Yeah. We are yeah, everyone's five. <laughs> well, Everyone's five except Falzern, technically. I'm a combined level I five. want a multi-class. Um, How do I do it? You have to have some alone time with Leland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a solo, solo section with me. Is it really worth it? Is it <laughs> The alone time? Alone. I think you definitely want to pick two classes that synergize well. And so I want to be a paladin. For a spellcaster, you don't want to be... You don't want one of your groups of spells to be relying on charisma and the other one to be relying on intelligence because you, yeah. you know, you're going to have one that you focus most of your... So I need to multi-class with a dex-based character. Yeah, that would be good. Let's do it. Ideally. Paladin? Uh, I want to so. go in disguise on Colts. Colt's you could start learning from Shaft. Shaft will teach you things. What? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, we done. Look at the time. <laughs> so I think that was all the questions we have, right? We covered yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I have a million more questions now, but whatever. Um, John, you were you were mentioning that um, you're interested in shouting out a couple of things you're you're liking, and I don't I don't know if anyone gave you a heads up or not, JT. If there's anything that you're into recently that you want to want a pitch that you think listeners might should give a listen to or watch or whatever that that's interesting yeah i think our love fest last time went went great i mean everybody was just uh really enjoying telling each other how much we loved and cared about each other and i just wanted to feel that again by casting a little love to some of the people that make me happy as i watch uh youtube and and other things, but what are we loving on this time? Uh, my my two shout outs this week is two. Uh, ins- yeah, yeah, I got two. <laughs> I got two. One of them, one of them's board game related, and the other one. Well, I knew you weren't going to do one, Leland, so I had to make up for your okay. Uh, that's acceptable. for your lack. Yeah. So uh, yeah, inside the box. I'm sure you guys have have all watched their videos, and what I like about those guys is they make little short clip videos for board games. And they do sort of like what I used to do when we and Emily when we, years ago when we did uh, short videos. I got remembered. You did get remembered. <laughs> um, yeah, we used to, to do little short clip, funny video things like that. And those guys do I think a great job. So I wanted to give them a shout out for the stuff that they're doing. And then my second thing I wanted to bring up was the Craftsman. Now, has anybody Craftsman. have have anybody seen the Craftsman? Uh, yes, we you have. You recommended it to us a little while back, and I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. He's the guy that talks like this. Yeah. Craftsman. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> He's so great. The, the craftsman uh, makes little crafts, uh, little miniature figures and things, and he is just the most calming 
individual, if you've ever want to watch something, he'll go, we could do this. And it's okay if you mess up. It's okay. It just makes you feel so comfortable and oh, relaxed. Like, like Bob, Bob Ross-ish, Ross-ish kind of. Yeah, He's right. a little oh, Bob yeah. Ross, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm trying know, to him man. into an NPC. <laughs> that yes. would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. Now, just just so we're clear for the listeners, it's it's Craftsman minus the T. That's right, C R A F S. Yeah. So if you if you want to watch something that's entertaining, you got to give it a couple episodes because the first episode you might go, "What the hell am I watching here?" But this this is so relaxing, and uh, I wanted to definitely give some a shout out to Craftsman. That's all I got. JT, you got anything? Oh man, as far as a shout out. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's probably just because it's, uh, you know, just recent and um, not because I've, I've known him for a while. But Daniel Robinson, Plumpy Thimble, his dating profile as board games is just fantastic. Yeah. And he just did a Monopoly one yeah. today uh, that he that he posted out that you have to see. So uh, I would. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so spot on. Um, I, I felt like I was in an old relationship. <laughs> yeah he's he's a funny guy he's done some really good stuff yeah we got to get him on one day yeah we yeah. do yeah yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay did you have anything em yeah i want to shout out to a pair of dice paradise uh Chaz marler is a really great guy um always been super friendly to us he's starting his season seven fundraiser today and, uh, you know, every little bit helps. But he's, he's great. I love his videos. He's a very, very funny guy. I've always enjoyed watching him. He was on Dice Tower. He's not on, or on a Board Game Breakfast. He's not on there anymore. But that was where we first saw him. Yeah, I think he's now with BGG, right? Yep, now with BGG. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. I like his stuff, too. He's a he's an entertaining guy. And yep. we met him in Origins. He was really friendly. BGG's sucking everybody up. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. got the Brothers Murph, too. Wow. Give me the new asthma day. <laughs> <laughs> well, adios. What about you two? You guys got some specials? Do you, do you have anything, Elena? I am obsessed with Bon Appetit's YouTube yeah, page. That was going to be mine. Ah, I'm what obsessed. Um, bon Appetit. Bon Appetit, spelled how it, the French way, whatever. It's, it's all about uh, cooking, basically. It's an actual like food and cooking magazine, but then they have a test kitchen in Manhattan, New York, and they YouTube. They've YouTube for like five years. Yeah, it's, it's their videos are incredible. I would not ever normally be interested in watching a cooking YouTube video unless there was like a dish that I wanted to make and I, you know, wanted to figure out how you to do just it properly. End up it's so really happy. entertaining. Um, it's so happy. Yes. Uh, I, if you want to start anywhere, I'd start with Brad Leone. Yeah, Brad Leone. It's alive. He is hilarious. Guy he just, just ferments stuff. Up. But the editing, it's it's like the timing, the editing. Brad himself is just the nicest guy. It's such a fun channel. You I just really, watch cooking shows all day now. You really get sucked into the characters of these people that work in the test kitchen, and it yeah, it's good. What was the name of it? Bon Appetit. Okay. B-O-N. They have like eight million followers, so you'll yeah, find they, it. They don't really need our shout out, but <laughs> well, yeah, now great. you're gonna we're gonna put them over the top, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're gonna nine. explode. They're down gonna totally know. know that the the followers are from us. Are you guys foodies? <laughs> do you like cook stuff and you get into that we, kind of thing? We really do not go out a lot. We cook in a lot. Hmm. I like to cook if he cleans up. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a great cook, but I we're I learning though. Yeah, we started cooking some stuff that we've seen on there. 
I'm not a great cook either. Fortunately, yeah. John will eat just about anything. Yeah, I can't trust Bill's palate, but... Everything tastes good. I me. think I'm a good cook. Anyway. You are a good cook. But yeah, highly recommend. They're, it's very entertaining. Very feel-good. Okay, I'll write that down. I think I spelled it wrong, though. Of course you did. <laughs> B-O-N-A-P-P. I've posted... I've Close I've posted videos in our Discord channel multiple John, times. John, it's, it's it's bone without an E. Without an... Oh, that's bon. Bon appetit. It's French. It's French. Come on, man. Oh, if I if I use the E, I might get a whole different site. Yeah, yeah you very well may. <laughs> bon appetite. I think that's what I just put down. If you typed in B-O-N on YouTube, you'd find it. You that's... That's a real good uh, SEO there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, JT, why don't you um, give us some of your own plugs, and then we can kind of sign off here. Okay. Uh, JT with the G Club channel, and it's at G Club channel on Twitter, and that's uh, where we're kind of active on Facebook, at G Club, G Club channel, and YouTube. If you're looking for reviews, some uh, fun board game videos, uh, come check me out. And... Uh, See if you like it. And uh, if you like it, my name is JT. If you don't, my name is Leland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have certainly been attached to some very terrible media in the past and uh, will continue to be going forward. So that is quite all right. <laughs> Do you think we should maybe try and plug Christy even though she's not here? Yeah. It's going to be hard because she she does a million things. I don't know how she manages it, but... I forget her. Peace, love, She's peace, love, and games, but I think it's abbreviated a little bit on Twitter, isn't it? I think it's peace, love, and games. Yeah, and games. Yep. And uh, peace, love, and games on Instagram, I believe. Yeah, she takes some she's great pictures there. She's a good there. photographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very talented, absolutely. Her Instagram is peace, love, games, all one word. And then she's also doing this new thing, uh, more family-directed with uh, Daniel Robison. Yeah, their, their blog. Pockets of Play, is that yep. it? And then her Chaotic Goodness podcast. Right. You're right, yeah. Another um, uh, Let's Play RPG. Uh, that is not Dungeons & Dragons, actually. They do, um, or at least they were doing a hybrid uh, system. I don't know if they've changed since I had listened last, but uh, yeah, very entertaining. Maybe we'll get her on another random after party sometime. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. I do have one more. The T-Hud podcast. They have two really good episodes. Um, you can check out. Uh, you can just do a search on my name, and I, you'll figure out which ones those are. I wonder what they, those two episodes could possibly have in common, uh, other than myself, of course. Well, the first time the Incorrigibles were on, Frankie was a puppy. That was the very first podcast I'd ever been on. Wow. Yeah. Or wait, had we already had to, we started playing set the when, bar. We, when you had us on? That was uh, we had started we had started playing. Yes, that was um, we hadn't pre-launch. It, yeah, yeah, pre-launch. That was pre-April. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, the memories. Pre-launch. Yeah, it was just a young tot. <laughs> Such a bright future. Now look where I am. We were all shiny. <laughs> all right, I think we're wrapping it up. I've been John. Emily. <laughs> Who's next? Okay, I'm gonna start again. I've been Shaft and John. I've been Emily and Gozer. I'm Elena. I've been Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Leland Steele.
Wait, what about JT? He has to say he his He gave stuff. his plugs. He's <laughs> nice enough. No, no, he was he is Percy the Oh yeah, can we give us a rundown of the name again? Aren't we just adorable when we screw this up every time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're so cute. And this has been Percy the previous paladin who protects against the pestilence of pride without prejudice. Very well done. Pride and prejudice. Okay, Leland, wrap it up. And I'm Leland Steele. <laughs> <laughs> Happy adventuring. See ya. Keep listening. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at encouragementparty.com or reach out on social media. The Encouragement Party on Facebook and Instagram at EncourageablePar on Twitter using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! This is what Bill hates. This is me. (laughs) (laughs) That was very fast, Bill. Thank you. (laughs) This is the sound. Stop.